Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm Kim Akrig and we are talking about how to combine the metaphysical and the physical to manifest the business of your dreams. If you want to learn how to combine woo-woo and work ethic, strategy and manifestation, then stay tuned. This is for you. Hi everyone. I hope your day is going amazing. Today I am speaking with Erica Lynn and she is a motivational speaker and a coach as well as a best-selling author. And she is fiercely committed to guiding you through your sacred inner work and conscious outer work while releasing fears and negative energy that have been holding you back so you can start accomplishing your highest potential and walking into your greatest good. She's a proven professional who can guide you to address healing, blockages, and wounds that may be present in your mental or emotional consciousness. Today, we are talking about her seven techniques for healing, how she navigated her rock bottom, and what made her decide to become a coach, and also what we can do to get clear on the steps that we need to take to reach our goals. Um, This was such an inspiring conversation because I think it's so important for people to know that like it doesn't matter where you start out in life, it's where you decide to go with it. And I think so many of us I mean, me, definitely, like, I thought that I was like, I don't come from anything particularly special, like, why is my story going to be interesting for anyone? And I think really realizing that the most difficult parts of your life that you've navigated and the things that you overcome are really, like, the things that make your life and your story interesting, and you don't have to be like born to a certain person or like have certain things to happen in your life to make your story valuable and like important to other people and worth sharing and that was something that I really needed to wrap my head around for a while because I felt like with my story I was like how is this useful to anyone else (laughs) but I have definitely shifted my beliefs around that now so so excited to get into this interview and share it with you today. So let's get into it. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to be speaking with you today. Thank you for having me. Do you want to tell everyone a little bit like what you do and like what's your journey been to get here? Well, my name is Erica Lynn and I am a motivational speaker, a transformational coach. I too have a podcast and I'm a best-selling author of a book called Seven Techniques of Healing. So the book is kind of how we got here. I had some deep-rooted hurts and pains and things that I needed to heal in order to move forward because I was stuck. I was like stuck in this bondage and this emotional bondage that kept me from performing at my highest potential for most of my life. It just kind of all started when I was a little girl. You know, we all have our parents that don't get along quite often. So my father, my mom, they would argue a lot. He would move out, come back, move out, come back. But one day I came home from school, he was gone. And he wasn't coming back this time. And and that really emotionally damaged me because I was always looking for that love from my father. You know, when your father takes you out on your first date and pull your chair out and teach you how a man is supposed to treat you tell you that you're so beautiful so that when somebody else tell you it's almost like I know or you don't fall for (laughs) for anything that they throw you away so I just kind of was always looking for love in all the wrong places if somebody gave me attention and somebody just was super nice to me 
you know, I mistook, mistook that for them loving me. And then one day we had a neighbor that, you know, was a friend of the family. And my mom said, you know, ask him to take you to the store. I need something for, for dinner. I said, okay. So he took me to the store. And on the way back, I went to sit in the back seat. He goes, no, I want you to sit in the front seat. And I was like, no, nah, I don't want to. Well, anyway, he convinced me to sit in the front. And I remember sitting as close as I could to the door. Now, I was 13 years old by this time. And he goes, oh, you're sitting so far. And I was like, I'm fine. So he grabbed me and gently pulled me close as possible to him. And back then, when I was 13, there was no center consoles on the cars like they are now. So it was just one long front seat. And I just remember bracing myself like like I was a, like it was an armor, you know, that he couldn't penetrate. Well, at 13 years old, you don't you're not no match against a big man. And so anyway, he just began touching me inappropriately and doing things that he wasn't supposed to. And so when I got home, I took the groceries, but I never said anything to my mom because I was afraid, you know, of what was going to happen. I just started running. In my mind, I started running. I just started running through life. I, I started running away, started drinking, smoking weed, partying, being very but all through life, I just ran and ran and ran and, and thought that someone would one day protect me. Well, that didn't happen. I became a female dancer at 17 years old. So I was stripping. And then a family member convinced me to come out of that life. And then I, I had my first child at 18, married their father at 19. And we went on to have three beautiful children. However, I was in a 10-year abusive marriage. And so some days I didn't know if I was coming or going. But once I left that marriage at 28, you know, my life was just one experience after another, adding life, jobs, you know, just things on top of each other until one day I decided to go back to college at 35 years old. And I said, for sure, my life is going to be great. For sure, I'm going to get this high paying job that's just going to put me in a big old mansion and I'm going to live great and have my happily ever after. Well, that didn't happen. After I graduated from college, Yes, I was no longer on welfare. I wasn't getting assistance from the government. I landed my dream job. I was working my second job at the hospital. I was hustling on the side. My kids, my daughter went to Taiwan for college. My son moved out. I had everything going for me, but I hit rock bottom. I became suicidal and I felt like giving it all up. I wanted to give it all up. I wanted to just throw in the towel and, and from there, I went through my healing process. And that is how we got to where we are now. Mm -hmm. And that is how the seven techniques of healing came about. Because going through the healing process coming up, I developed the seven techniques that not only helped me, but they helped countless many others as well. Yeah, that's an incredible story. And it's like, I think it's so important to highlight like, this happens to so many people, unfortunately. It's like we don't have the childhood that like we hoped that we wanted and it really affects us as we go through life. And I think sometimes when people aren't super self-aware, they don't realize that it's like those things that happened to you like, it doesn't mean that you're the thing that's not enough. I think when those things happen, we always make it mean like, oh, I must be the person that was like not enough because these things happened. But that's never the case. And when you can start to realize that, then that's when the transformation can happen. But do you want to dive in a little bit to the seven techniques for healing? I'm so curious to know. Well, basically, the first technique is, well, let me start by saying the seven techniques of healing 
is designed out of an acronym. Mm. Because when I first started, I couldn't remember a lot of stuff because I still had everything on my brain. I couldn't remember my speeches. I couldn't remember anything. And so I said, how can I develop a book that when people start questioning me about it, I can actually remember what's in the book. And so the seven techniques of healing is broken down into the acronym healing, which is mm -hmm. simply mean heal, educate, action, leap, inspire, need, and grow. And so as I wrote the book, I wrote the book centered around those, that leading you know, topic of each chapter. So we could just start with chapter one, which is yeah. heal. Everybody needs to heal. You say, what am I healing from or how do I heal? Uh, because what you need to do is you need to begin to identify what the root cause of your issue is. Mm -hmm. And in order to identify, we kind of got to peel back your layers, you know, find out what happened, what experiences you went through, what traumatic things that caused you to be like that, what fake things that you put there, what mask that you put on, but also we get to the root cause of what caused this, this, this traumatic, you know, experience for you. And there from there, once we find out, I'm going to give you some techniques that you can use to help you cope as you go through the hard part, because the healing chapter is one of the hardest parts, because now it's causing you to face some things that you threw in your subconscious and you didn't want to deal with, but you just like went through life without ever really dealing with it. So then the next part is educate. We need to find out what resources that you're going to need. You know, once we find out what the experiences is, now I need to know, now I need to place you in the places that you, that, that, that you need. So not only would, for example, not only would you have me as a coach, but what if you're a person that actually need a therapist that need medication? What if you need to go to a personal trainer? Just whatever it is, we need to educate ourselves on what the resources that you need. And once we get past step one, step two, step three is very important. Why heal? And why learn all of this if you're not going to take action? You got to take action. You got to move forward. So those are like the three basic parts of the seven techniques of healing. If we can make it through the three, through those three main parts, then getting to the next part of, you know, taking the leap, meaning changing your thought process, transition the way you think about things, not thinking of, oh, I'm broke today. No, I'm just overcoming a financial challenge. He abused me and I'm just so sad for the rest of my life. Look, I learned a lesson. I'm not going back to that fool no more. And you can just begin to, to really laugh at your experiences because, because you learned from it, but you switched the way you think about things. I just really believe of the laws of reciprocity. What you put out in the atmosphere is what you get out. So when you start thinking positive and saying positive things, then really positive things are going to happen for you. I'm telling you, because I, 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 I'm sure you said, I want to be a coach. I want to do this website. I'm going to help and bless people. And now look at you. And I know this is not a journey you just started yesterday. This is a journey that you've been on for a while. And the road was kind of <laughs> rocky a little bit. Some days you felt like, like, why am I doing this? And then other days when you had to spend lump sums of money, you're like, oh my God, I could be buying a new pair of shoes or playing a safety net and paying my house note up for a couple of months or whatever it is. But you took that leap into faith because you 
because you, you, you were positive. You knew what you could provide out here to other people who needed your services. And so that is the same with us. You have to take that leap of faith. You have to change your thought process and just begin to telling yourself, I'm bold, I'm beautiful, I'm courageous. I could do whatever it is that I wanna do. I can accomplish anything that I set my mind to. So when you get through all that, the rest of it is easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's so true. It's like that mindset part of it is so important because when you start showing up and telling yourself like, yes, I'm a winner. I can do things that are hard. Like I've got this. The whole world shows up for you differently. Like, But you have to see it and you have to recognize it in yourself first. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just imagine a young lady, you know how as women, we all go through the relationship issues with these young men and I'm just going to end it all because he doesn't like me. But when you start saying, hmm, he a fool if he don't like me. Well, that's his loss. And then you, you think about it a little bit differently because then he started being more attracted to you because of your confidence and, and just say, it doesn't work. Okay. Your confidence is going to attract the right person mm -hmm. to you. Your positivity is going to attract the right person that was called to be with you, the person that is for you. Because when someone is for you, they are for you. Mm -hmm. And so just, just be positive. I know it's hard. Like, oh my God, <laughs> it's just over and he dumped me. But girl, go on, go on skiing with your girlfriends. Go on a girl's <laughs> weekend vacation. Go do something to have fun. You never know where you're going to meet Mr. Right at. You just yeah. never know. <laughs> it's so true. And I think because so many women are like in this scarcity mindset of being like, oh, no, this one person doesn't like me. And I'm like, there's 7 billion people on the planet. I'm sure there's another one out there who will. And also that mindset shift of being like, oh, does he like me? But making it like, is he good enough for me? Instead of being like, am I good enough for him? Like, have your standards and be like, does he match up to what I want? Right. And this makes him work a little bit harder. You know, it's like, oh, I got to let me give her what she needs. Let me do what she wants because, oh, she might like, you know, reverse the roles, take control a little bit. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because it's like, I feel like the masculine's role is like to provide and protect. And so it's like, okay, can he do those things for you? And if not, well, no, because like there's just going to be someone better out there. And I think when you're in the thick of it, it's hard to see it sometimes because you're so stuck on this one person. But when you like zoom out a little bit, you can kind of see it differently. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're absolutely correct. And I'm not saying, you know, the days are gone where we are not submissive to our mate because mm -hmm. there's a time and place for that. But it's like once he earned, you know, for you to be submissive to mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. But in, but in the beginning, when you guys are dating and you're and you're getting to know each other, don't give up all of yourself. Don't give mm -hmm. up so much. You know, really get to know a person and see if they are a fit for you. And I tell everybody, because I was a victim of this, I was the fool. The signs are always there in the mm -hmm. beginning. It is you that choose to ignore those signs. Yeah. So if you choose to ignore the signs and the things that happen that comes along in that relationship because you chose to ignore them, you cannot blame him because the signs were there. It's like he told you in the beginning how he was by showing you the signs. You yeah. just chose to ignore them. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's like, I think sometimes people, we, we get so selective, especially in a new relationship. Like we really just see what we want to see. And then like some, something will happen and you'll be like, oh no, I'm sure they're just having an off day or something. But then that off day, like keeps going and going. And then it's, 
I think it's so important to evaluate how someone is at the beginning because how they are at the beginning is like, that's the best you're going to get of them. Like that's when people are on their best behavior. And if it's not good, then, well, it's not going to get better down the road. Well, that's like, a, it's a catch 22. And the reason why I say it's a catch 22, because in the beginning you meet their representative. Mm. Okay. <laughs> you meet the person that they're pretending to be. And so a person shows up with their representative. Maybe they can hang out for six months being the representative at the most a year, but after a year, their true colors and who they really are, it actually comes out. Mm. And so you can, you can say it, but you can't say it. it just kind of all depends on the person, you know, mm-hmm. and I, and, and, and as we're talking about healing, I say, if you don't heal from the things of your past or the mm. traumas or bad relationships that you were abused, you know, all the issues I went through or things that you've gone through. If you don't take the time to properly heal from that, do the hard work, mm. all you're going to do is carry over that same hurt and pain from that relationship or that past experience. You're going to carry it over into your new relationship. And briefly interrupting this episode just to tell you about rapid transformational therapy and RTT is really about helping you get out of those patterns or issues in your life that you just feel like you've tried to work on with so many other things. Maybe you've tried journaling, maybe you've tried rewriting your beliefs, maybe you've tried every doctor under the sun to try and figure out what's going on with you and you're just not seeing the results. Well, every habit of action is run by a habit of thought. So based on this premise, we use RTT to get to the root cause of what's going on. We figure out what the beliefs are behind it and then we pluck those beliefs out and imprint you with new empowering beliefs for a completely new outcome. And my clients use it to work on things like limiting beliefs around money or relationships or just self-sabotaging patterns or anxiety or depression and they see incredible results and the amazing thing about RTT is you don't have to spend tons of time working on the same issue it most issues are healed within one to three sessions and a lot of clients find it so powerful that they come back and do multiple sessions on different issues so if you're feeling called to try RTT, I would love to work with you. Please reach out. You can book a session through my website. So let's get back into the episode. So now you're making him pay for what someone else did to you. Mm. And so that's why the seven techniques of healing is so important because you really need to do some work on yourself. Mm. How can you ask somebody else to love you if you don't love yourself? Mm. You got to love yourself more than anybody else love you. And then they like, dang, let me get in. Let me get some of that love. Let me give you some of my love. And then it become, you guys become equally yoked. But mm-hmm. if you're broken and you're bringing brokenness in there, and what if he's broken and he's bringing brokenness into your relationship? Now you guys have a dysfunctional relationship mm-hmm. because neither one of you understand or know what to do to heal. And mm-hmm. it's hard to have, you know how they say hurt people, hurt people. Mm-hmm. You hurt him and he hurting you and y'all all jacked up. <laughs> <laughs> So true. And what are your some of your favorite techniques for healing? Well, my favorite, I inspiration is the biggest one for me because I was down in the dumps at one point in my life. And when I began coming out of it, working on the seven techniques, one of the things that I do is I take index cards. Mm. And on the index cards, I write my own and from affirmations. And so that is something that I would give, you know, to your audience. So get your index card, write your own affirmations. 
you know, you can get affirmations out of the book, but I sometimes I feel that not sometimes I feel that it is very important and it means more to you if you write your own affirmations because only you know what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And so you write your affirmations and you put them all around the house, put them on the wall, wherever you go in the morning, when you go brush your teeth, you use the bathroom, when you go to make your breakfast and you say these affirmations every day for 30 days, in the morning, once in the morning, once at night, I am bold, I am beautiful, I am courageous, I am wonderful, I am willing to do whatever it takes to get the results that I wanna get. Whatever it is that you're trying to achieve, whatever mindset that you're going for, then you write these affirmations and you say them every day. And I promise you at the end of 30 days, not only are you gonna feel light, because I feel light as a feather, but you feel happy, you feel whole, you know for sure that you can accomplish that goal so that when the waves come at you, you know, maybe you didn't have all the money or you was late on your bill, you, you just kind of like stumble a little bit, but your mind kicks in the gear saying, now what is another way that I can make this money? What is another way that I can go about this circumstances? How can I do it just a little bit different so that I can get the results that I want? Opposed to saying, well, I can't pay the rent. I'm getting evicted. I got to move in with you, Kim, because, girl, I just, I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, life's just kicking my behind. So when you start speaking positive and thinking positive, then positive things really do happen for you. How do you think millionaires became millionaires and billionaires? Do you think they became millionaires and billionaires because it's like, well, this hundred this hundred thousand dollar house notice do. Let me go get me a sugar mama and she can help me. No, they got out there that you if you ever interview or get an opportunity to talk to millionaires, they don't take no for an answer. They do not take no for an answer. They say, Kim, we're gonna start this show. This is what we're gonna do. What can you add to it? How can we do it? Let's get it done. And then you like, oh, okay, let's get it done. And then you, you don't think about like, you didn't even ask me. You just basically told me. So he didn't even really give you a chance to say no. So that's how you got to think about life. Don't give life a chance to say, to tell you no. Just grab it by the balls and keep it moving. <laughs> it's so true because I think even the way that we ask ourselves the question, because instead of being like, oh, I can't afford this, we can be like, how can I afford this? What are the ways I could afford this? And that opens up a totally different answer because if you're just like, well, I can't, the universe is like, okay, well, you can't. But if you're like, how can I make this happen? The universe is like, here's a couple options, like pick what looks good for you. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. That is, the, that is the, way, the way to look at it. That is the way to go about doing things. <clears throat> Excuse me. Don't just don't accept no, um, especially if you know this is a goal that you set for yourself. And everybody will tell you when you're going after those goals, it's not going to be easy. Like anything that's worth having is not always easy, and you just got to fight for it, you know. And I, I, I just remember all the struggles that I've went through. And then I remember coming out of those struggles and then deciding to do this coaching business and mm-hmm. podcast and like. So it was so funny. I'll tell you a quick story. After I come out of the depression, a friend of mine used to tell me, when you get back to being who you really are, I'm not going to be able to stand you because I'm like silly and have a good time. And so, you know, he was said in a joking way. So then one day I just showed up like this. I was back. Erica Lynn was back. 
And he says, that's great. You know, I'm glad to see you in a good spirits and this and this is going. So what do you want to do? I said, I want to be a motivational speaker. I want to do a podcast. I want to be a transformational coach. And I want to write a book. And then he goes, okay, we'll do it then. And like a fool, I jumped out there and launched all four at the same time. At the same time. Oh my God. So now I'd have lost all four of these things. <laughs> and now how do you keep up? Well, I didn't have much money. I just had a wing and a prayer and a vision and a dream. And, and everybody will tell you when you launch four things, you got to maintain four things or you got to let some things go and add it on. They always teach you get good at one thing first and then add on the other things. But like a fool. I added all four. So now here we go. Years later, I'm still maintaining all four. Now I'm growing to another level. So it wasn't easy. Oh, it was, it wasn't easy. Trying, like, I didn't even know what a podcast was. My podcast was on um, Facebook and on YouTube. I didn't know anything about all this fancy stuff I got now. All these doodads. <laughs> <laughs> I love that though, because I think that's the most important thing when it comes to setting a goal is like, you need to have the vision. You need to know where you're going. Cause sometimes people are like, oh, well, I want like more money, but it's like, well, I could give you a dollar and now you have more money. Like be specific. What does the vision look like? And then when you were starting everything, like how did you decide what thing to take action on first? I did all four, literally. And, and that's no joke. So I, I, I'm a motivational speaker, right? So I was like, okay, I need to take speaking classes. Mm. So I signed up for speaking classes. Mm -hmm. um, and then coaching, I was like, okay, now I'm taking on clients. I'm just I started opening up, my, opening up my mouth and telling people, this is what I'm doing. I started doing it live on Facebook or, you know, putting little posts out there on Facebook. And then people started contacting me. And then as far as the podcast, I set my mind on the podcast and I did my research on what equipment that I need, which was stressing me out because the, the things then wasn't out like they are now. Like now it's podcast information everywhere you go. You need this, 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 this. It wasn't like that, you know, so I had to kind of like figure it all out. And then I found out when I hired my second coach, he says, oh, you have to, you definitely have to have a book because mm -hmm. you need a lead magnet. You need something to draw people. Mm -hmm. So I launched a company in March. I had the book finished by like July or no, my event was October. So I had the event, the book finished like within two to three weeks. No, probably because I had to wait for it to come in. So like a month before my first event. And the thing about all of this is, Kim, I decided to do all of this. And I'm happy and I'm excited. And sure, people are going to blow my phone up because I'm a superstar and come speak on my stage. And when I got out there, nobody knew who Erica Lynn was. Nobody called me. Nobody booked me. So you know what I did? I created my own event, Motivating to Your Purpose, and I spoke on my own platform. So now we're going four years strong, and I invite others to come and speak on my platform. So if someone won't give you a seat at the table, you create your own table or create your own seat. Yeah, that's such good advice. And also it goes back to what you were saying before, like just don't take no for an answer. Like if you keep going, it will work. But if you like, someone's like, no, then you're like, oh, okay, well, I won't do that then. And like it has no opportunity to happen. But if you're like, okay, well, I'll just find another way to do it. Then everything is possible. 
Absolutely. So now I'm taking the easy route. I hired a publicist. Oh, <laughs> yeah. take care of <laughs> Amazing. And I think that's a great piece of advice too. Like if it's too hard, just pay someone else to do it and then they'll help you. But what about the people who don't have the money? Because mm -hmm. when you first started a company, you don't really have all the extra finances that mm -hmm. you would need to hire someone. You don't even really know what you need or all mm -hmm. of those costs add up. Oh, okay. trust me. They add up. However, if you're determined and this is your goal and you know that you have a gift of talent to bless someone, to be out there, to, to really help a person get to the next level or how they say when you're doing your target market, if you, if they have a need mm -hmm. and you provide something to meet their need, then by all means, just give it what you get. The question is, what are you willing to give? Mm -hmm. How deep are you willing to go? in yeah. order to reach your goal. Yeah, absolutely, it's so true. I just wanted to ask you also, if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would you tell her? <laughs> I'd say, Erica Lynn, girl, stay off of that pole. <laughs> Get on that pole, that's one part of your life you could have skipped, stay off the pole. <laughs> I love it. Amazing. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you online? Absolutely. You guys can come to ericalynnspeaks.com. That's E-R-I-C-A-L-Y-N-N-S-P-E-A-K-S.com and get your free ebook. I'm giving away the free ebooks on how to overcome your weakness, how to move forward into your life. And I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube under Erica Lynn Speaks. So it's the same anywhere you go. And if you guys say, Erica, I want to work with you. And how do we work with you? When you go to the work with me page, we have the one step beyond you signature monthly group coaching program. And we can work in a group setting together and I can help you move to the next level. But there's so many things that I do, but just go to ericalynnspeaks.com and you can find out more about Erica Lynn and how we can work together. Or just if you want to just get the book. And you know what I'm going to tell you, Kim, I always forget to tell everybody. I have a motivational album, an EP called Never Give Up. I hired a guitar player, uh, a bass player. I had somebody do the beats. It is a phenomenal album. It's something you can listen to all day, exercising in the morning, wherever it is. But these, this is encouraging. It's almost like a spoken word. So I want to promote that you guys if you go to you can go anywhere it's on 150 platforms just type in never give up by erica lynn and um, you guys will be amazed amazing so awesome well it was so lovely to speak with you today thank you for coming on thank you for having me i really appreciate it so i hope you loved that episode and it was helpful for you and I love knowing what episodes you are resonating with, so if you really love this one, please screenshot yourself listening and tag me on Instagram so I can see you listening to it, and it just really helps to um, let me know what you guys like to learn, because it's, this is really all about you and the information that you want to have, so that feedback is always so invaluable for me, and you never know who else might see it, and it might be the exact episode that they needed to listen to for the point in their journey that at. So I hope you have an incredible day and I will talk to you soon. Bye for now.